I want to say again how good it is to join with you this morning. We are going to praise His name no matter what. We're going to praise Him through every season we go through. Even at this difficult time, we're going to continue to praise Him. And I just really pray that you'll be encouraged and inspired as we look at God's Word together this morning. God loves you. And uh, as I said, you may have lost your job even this week. You may have had an absolutely crazy week with kids running everywhere at home since school's been off. Or maybe it's uh, just been a pretty normal kind of week for you, and I want to say lucky you if that's the case. Um, whatever kind of week you've had, I, I really believe that God wants to speak into our hearts today. He wants to speak words of hope, and maybe you'll just get an impression this morning of what God is saying to you in particular. Maybe you'll just have a sense of God's peace come upon you as I speak this morning. I, I really pray that you'll know His presence with you. And you may not have been to church for years and years, but this morning, your faith is, is feeling a little beaten up, a little bruised, a little damaged this morning maybe even. But I pray that your faith will just begin to flourish again. Your faith will begin to rise. You'll be encouraged and just feeling equipped and ready for the challenges of the week ahead. Um, God loves you and I love you and I really pray that He would bring faith to you through this season. The title of my message this morning is Faith in a Storm. If we're going through a storm right now, and uh, I believe God wants to bring faith through the storm and in the storm. We're going to read from Mark chapter 4, verse 35 this morning. But just before we do, how about we pray together now? God, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, that your word is life to us. God, I just thank you that uh, your Holy Spirit is with us wherever we are right now. And God, I just pray that by your power, that you would just bring words of encouragement to each person, I pray. Just thank you, God, for just really revealing the things that are happening in our life, the way you want us to go forward in these things. Give us encouragement. Give us uh, just your words, Lord, I pray this morning. Even as we read your word, that we would have Rima words come to us, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 35, and let's read it together. It says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Don't you love the detail? The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. I don't know if you've ever been out in a storm uh, in, on the sea. Uh, I've never been out in the, uh, in the, in the sea on a, in a storm, but I have been out on a boat in big surf, in big swell. I used to be a surf lifesaver, and we used to go out in the, in the rubber ducky, the IRB, and we'd cruise out through the swell, and uh, at uh, the particular beach I was a lifesaver, you got pretty big surf sometimes, and you'd go out the back and you'd be cruising around, and the swells were humongous. It was just enormous. It was terrifying, to be honest, at times. And uh, as, as we're heading out through the surf, you have these massive waves crashing down in front of you and, and seeing this white water just kind of just about to fall on your head and 
you've got the, the driver sitting behind you and he just charges into the waves, cruising up over the waves, and you just shoot up in the air and come crashing back down again. It, it was pretty terrifying, even though it wasn't a storm. You know, Jesus and the disciples were in a terrifying situation and it was not normal what happened in this moment. I don't know if you've ever been in, in, an, in a storm and, and tried what Jesus said. I've actually been uh, sleeping in a tent, or trying to sleep in a tent, camping, and, uh, and I'm lying there and the storm's raging all around me. You know that feeling where the tent's blowing flat on top of you? And you're like, just please, would the storm stop? And I, I've been lying in my, in my tent and I've been lying there and I was like, okay, I'm going to try what Jesus did. I'm like, wind, be quiet in Jesus' name. Have you ever tried it? Maybe it's just me. And I've got to say, it didn't work the same as what happened for Jesus. <laughs> but this situation was not normal. You know, the other thing, I've, over the last few weeks, you know the curve that we've all been talking about, the curve of, of the spike, and we're trying to make the curve a little flatter. Every time I see that curve, I, th I think of those waves out in the surf. And as a lifesaver, we were trained that actually the most dangerous waves are not the huge crashing waves, the dumping, spilling waves. The most dangerous waves as a lifesaver are actually the surging waves. Those waves that don't look that dangerous, those waves that just come and kind of just lift people up off their feet. And as we know, drowning is a silent death. The most dangerous wave in a surf lifesaving context is the surging wave. And I think as much as we're facing a really difficult time as a world right now with the coronavirus, I think possibly the more dangerous ways for us are not the coronavirus itself. It's all those other things in our lives that have still been challenging us over the last months and years. And this morning, maybe your faith is just feeling a little washed off its feet right now. And I just pray that you'll begin to feel grounded again this morning through God's Word. It says Jesus and the disciples... We're out in the boat, and the waves are crashing down on them. The salt water's going in their eyes. They can taste the sea. It's, it's filling the boat. And they are, they are terrified for their lives. They, they come to Jesus and they say, Why aren't you helping us, Jesus? But then Jesus speaks. He says, Be still, be silent. And the wind stops. The waves, they just stop. And it says, The disciples are terrified. Not of the storm because the storm stopped. The disciples are terrified because there's a man in their boat who when he speaks, wind and waves obey him. They understand that there is something about this man that he is not just a normal man. He's not just an ordinary man like everyone else. There is something special about this guy. They don't understand it yet, but he is fully God and fully man. His name is Jesus. And the disciples are beginning to understand Let's just rewind a little bit and, and think about what's happening here. Now, who was it that wanted to go to the other side of the lake? It was Jesus. And where was Jesus when the storm was actually happening? He was down in the boat asleep. And then we see that Jesus is asleep and the disciples come to him saying, Don't you care, Jesus? Don't you even care that we're about to drown? You asked us to, grow, to go across the water and now the storms come and you're sleeping. Don't you even care? Maybe for you this morning, maybe you even feel like God has brought you to where you are right now, that you're in the middle of a storm 
and it feels like God is doing nothing to help you. Maybe you feel like that this morning. Maybe you feel like you, you've followed God's leading even in a certain thing in your life. Maybe you've just uh, launched a new business and you've just launched out with this huge debt and you're feeling like, God, what are you doing? Now I've got this debt I can't repay. Maybe you feel like you're in that position. But I want you to know this morning that Jesus cares about you. He cares about your pain. He, he loves you. And He is able in any storm to bring a calm. Jesus loves you and he is able to bring a calm in any storm. You know, we've been through a few storms in our lives as a family and five years ago, thereabouts, I went through a storm. I uh, crashed my mountain bike. I was a, a little bit silly, to be honest, and went over the handlebars, landed on my head and broke my back. Uh, I fractured T4, T5, T6, compression fractures right through there, broke my sternum, broke some ribs, had concussion for a few months. And I was in absolute agony for that three months. And it was just one night when I was listening to a, a sermon and I just felt God say to me, Andrew, do you want me to heal you? And I'm like, yes, please God. And I didn't feel anything in that moment, but the next morning I woke up and I kind of stretched and moved around and... I had no pain. I had no pain and I, I, I didn't say anything to anyone. I kind of went about my day and uh, by lunchtime I was sort of like, this is amazing. I haven't taken any medication. I have no pain. And I told Rochelle and, and, and began to live life pain-free. God delivered me. I can only say it's a miraculous thing that I, I was healed in Jesus' name. But then another storm we faced about 12 and a half years ago. Rochelle and I had been married for about two years and we were so excited, we were pregnant with our first baby. I say we because, you know, it always takes two, and we were pregnant. I was excited. We were super excited. We just announced to everyone that we were pregnant, and we were looking forward to our first baby. But then we went for an ultrasound, because there'd been some bleeding, and, and we went for that ultrasound. We found out that there was no heartbeat. And that was a storm like no other storm we've been through as a couple. And it was a really hard storm. It was a really difficult storm. But God gave us strength to get through the storm. And you know, sometimes God will take away the storm. Sometimes God will deliver us from the storm. But other times, God will simply give us the strength to keep going through the storm. God always cares. He always loves you. And He is always able to help you in whatever situation you might be facing. Let me just read another passage to you that might help us understand what I believe God's wanting to say to us this morning. It's Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. It says this, Do not store up treasures here on earth, where moths and eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. 
That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I want to ask you this morning, what is your focus on What is your focus on in life? Is it trying to raise good kids? Is your focus on trying to stay healthy and and live a good life? Is it about being a good person? Is it about being your best? Maybe it's about trying to build a great business. Maybe it's about trying to, who knows, succeed in whatever it is you do. But Jesus says, don't live life for what you can get. Don't live this life just trying to get what you can store up on this earth. He says, don't store up treasure here on earth, but store up treasure in heaven. In other words, don't live to try and just be a little bit more comfortable here on earth. Don't try and just live to get a little bit more uh, money, a little bit more pleasure, a little bit more fame, a little bit more success. He says, store your treasures in heaven. In other words, live life focused on what's going to bring an enduring reward. Do things that are going to bring an eternal reward, not just things that will give you more pleasure and joy in this life. Then he says, if what you focus on you think is good, but is actually darkness, how deep that darkness will be. We can't serve two masters. I wonder if our focus is truly on living for God and on, on, on living a righteous life and, and pleasing God, or is it on trying to please ourselves or please others around us? He goes on to say, don't worry about food and clothes and drinks and what you're going to eat and wear. And he says, seek the kingdom of God and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. I was so blessed when I was 18 years old in 2001, so you can work out how old I am now, uh, I was so blessed to go to Papua New Guinea and to go there and, and I, I spent every dollar I had to get there, but that trip changed my life in so many ways. To meet these young kids who, who lived in homes that we would basically just call a, a hut, little um, pieces of wood and, and corrugated iron roofs and, and windows that were just holes in the wall. Their, their homes and what they had was so little. They had so little physically, 
but these little kids that were just running around with a joy that most kids I know don't have. You know, I, I, I saw and I understood that money doesn't bring happiness. You know, fancy homes doesn't equal happiness. Even health doesn't bring us happiness. We've got all so many regulations in place to try and keep the coronavirus away so that hospitals and things aren't overloaded, but health, there's plenty of people who are healthy and still not happy. Even a great job, a great job so often means uh, more work, longer hours, uh, and less time with family and friends. A good job isn't what brings hope and life and happiness. My prayer at this time is that this season, this challenge, this storm that we are facing would cause us to stop and to reassess our focus in life, to reassess and, and reevaluate our priorities and the things that we focus on in this life. Jesus says, unbelievers worry about what they'll eat, what they'll drink, what they'll wear. I wonder what are our thoughts revealing about who we are and our focus? What are we worried and concerned about? What are we truly focused on in this life? Verse 34, Jesus says, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And that doesn't mean stop planning. It doesn't mean stop washing your hands because it's a waste of time and, and just forget about it. it. It doesn't mean just enjoy life and forget about everything else, the consequences. It means focus on what really matters today. In other words, wash your hands today so that tomorrow you'll be healthy and your family and others around you. But live life today focusing on what matters for eternity. Focus on the things that matter today. Do the things that you can do today that really matter I want to suggest three things to you. Love God, love people, and listen to God and follow His commands, and you will be blessed as you do. If someone you know has no toilet paper and you have a huge stash at home, go and give them some. If you're stuck at home or if someone you know is stuck at home and, and you're able to go out still, and as much as it may be painful to, but maybe you can go and do a shopping trip for someone else and drop off their food for them. Love others. Do what you can do today for someone else. Let me finish by reading four verses from just before the storm in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 verse 30 says this. Jesus said, How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and the birds can make nests in its shade. Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach people as much as they could understand. In fact, in his public ministry, he never taught without using parables. But afterward, he, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. Maybe in the middle of this storm, you feel like faith is like a little mustard seed. What difference could faith in God bring in this storm? Maybe you feel like, well, I don't want to waste my time on things that aren't going to help me, and you feel like faith in God is, is not helping you at the moment. But I want to suggest to you that just like a tiny mustard seed grows 
when it's planted, your faith in God, if it's planted and begins to grow, it's going to bring life to you. There is no greater power, there is no greater strength, there is no greater peace in that knowing that God who created all things loves you and is able and wants to help you through the storm. There's no greater peace, there's no greater strength than knowing that He loves you and having faith in Him. You know, many people heard Jesus teach. They saw the mustard seed, but only a few took what Jesus said and learned and understood what it really meant and put it into practice, to put that seed in the ground and see it grow. Around the world, we are facing a storm. And it's not the strong who will endure. It's not the rich, the powerful, the successful that will endure through to the end. But I want to suggest to you that it's those who have faith in Jesus Christ who will endure to eternal riches and glory with God. People may stand through this storm, but there's always another storm after this storm. This storm will come, another storm will, it'll pass away, another storm will come. And the ones who will endure to eternal life are those who have put their faith in Him. Everything else will pass away, but those who trust in Him will remain. I want to ask you this morning, what is your faith in? Is your faith in that you've got enough savings that you can get through this? Is your faith in, oh, I've done all these things so I can protect myself against this virus? Or is your faith simply in the fact that you know God loves you, He created you, and that Jesus died on the cross for you? In this crazy season, I want to encourage you to do three things. I want to encourage you to invest some time in talking to God. Just begin to talk to Him. Say, God, please help me through this season. God, help me to understand your love for me. Talk to Him. Just begin to pray. You may not know what to say, but just say, God, thank you that you're there and you're listening. Secondly, I want to encourage you to open the Bible. Begin to read the Bible because it is life to you. Maybe you want to read through the book of Mark and see the things that Jesus did and what He taught, the amazing things that Jesus did amongst the people, that they all began to wonder, who is this man? You know, Jesus is the Savior of the world. And as you begin to read His Word, you will begin to see His power, His faithfulness, His love, and that He is always with us. And thirdly, I want to encourage you to ask God to give you strength to love others like He has loved us. You know, Jesus gave up his life for us. He was willing to come as a human. Though he never sinned, he went and died a criminal's death upon the cross. And it wasn't because he'd done anything wrong, but simply that he wanted, his desire was to come and take the punishment for our sin. We deserved to die for our sin. But Jesus took our punishment upon the cross. And now he says, come follow me. Come, be like me. Come, love others. Lay down your life so that others too might have hope. You know, the Psalms say, be still and know that I am God. And right now, I just want to invite you just to be still. Let's just stop together and pray.
Lord God, we want to say sorry for the times when we have got our focus on so many different things. Selfishness and our own desires and our own ego and other things, God. God, we want to say sorry for chasing after things that just lead to darkness and destruction. God, we just thank you for coming for us. That Jesus, you are willing to go to the cross so that we could be set free. God, we just thank you for your presence with us through the storms that we go through. And God, we just pray that you would help us to, to sort out our priorities at this time. Help us to, to, to have a checkup of our priorities, Lord, I pray. And God, we ask that you would just bring a calm in this storm. Within us and around us, God, we just pray that you would bring a calm and a peace like the world has never known. That people would look to you, God that we would look to you and find a joy and a peace that maybe we thought was impossible. And God, I just pray that you would, you would use us, that you would strengthen us and use us in this season to bring hope and life to those around us, to those who are in fear, to those who are just so anxious, Lord. I pray, God, that you would... Just strengthen us, encourage us, build us up and empower us to be your church in this world today. We thank you, Lord, for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're going to finish our time together by sharing communion. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage you to, maybe you need to go off into the kitchen and maybe you just... Even just find a piece of bread and maybe you've got some grape juice. Just find whatever you can in the fridge. I'm sure God isn't concerned right now what kind of juice you have. But I encourage you to just go and find a piece of biscuit, a piece of bread and a cup. And we're going to take communion together this morning. You know, Jesus said to the disciples before he was crucified, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And we do this every week as a church. We, we eat the bread, we drink the cup because we're reminding ourselves that our hope is fully based on what Jesus did at the cross. You know, there was two criminals crucified beside Jesus on that day when he, when he died. There was one that turned to Jesus and, and mocked him and said, you say you're the son of God, well, how about you save yourself and save us while you're at it? And yet the other criminal beside Jesus said, Jesus, please remember me in your kingdom. And Jesus said to that man, today you will be with me in paradise. And you know, we aren't saved because we're good people. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. And we're not saved because we're good people or we've done more good things than bad things. The Bible says that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And as we take communion together this morning, I would encourage you to realize and remember that God loves you. He cares about you. And he can bring a calm to your storm. But it's all because of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us. I'm going to ask the band to come in a moment and they're going to lead us in a song. Hopefully you've got your piece of bread, your biscuit and the cup. Let's eat together, remembering and celebrating what Jesus has done for us.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, I just pray that your peace would just come upon people right now, wherever they are. God, that we would just begin to have a revelation again of your love. That God, you are bigger than the problems we face. Well, let joy rise up in our hearts day by day, that we would just be filled with songs of praise to you, God, that we would have a joy that nothing could ever take away. Thank you, Lord. It's such a, a simple thing, but such a powerful thing to stop and remember Jesus' sacrifice for us. We're going to finish our time this morning with one last song. But I want to say again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Please comment on the page there just down below. Let us know you've joined us today. If this morning you have made a decision for Christ, if you're, if you're saying, God, I'm sorry for what I've done and I want to change my life, I want to change the priorities in my life, maybe you'd like someone to pray for you and you can, again, click on the, the pray for me button down below me and uh, there's someone there ready to chat with you online. Um, maybe this morning uh, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your saviour. You want to say, yes, I, I believe Jesus died for me and you want to, for the very first time, respond to what he's done for you and again if you want to click that button down below me and just indicate to us that yep that's you and you can have a bit of a chat with someone online um, god loves you we love you and we want to journey with you through this season if you are facing difficulties at the moment and you need some practical support or help please reach out to us give us a phone call send us an email uh, get in touch with someone because we don't want anyone to do this season alone god loves you we love you and pray god's blessing upon you Let's stand together right now as we finish with this final song. Bless you.